0: Hey what's going on there CNFers Thanks for listening I've been jamming out the Metallica's new record all day So I can't really hear the words I'm saying Anyway So we're back With the hopes of making Friday a regularity To give you a nice little pop of CNF for the weekend With that in mind I've got Pete Croato Freelancer extraordinaire And this is a good one Because that's all we talk about Pete shares what he's learned in his 10 years of freelancing, so it's a great little playbook if you're thinking about getting into the ring. He wrote a blog post about the 10 things he wished he knew when he started 10 years ago. You'll find that in the show notes. So um, subscribe to the podcast, my newsletter over at brendanomero.com, and enjoy Pete. Definitely one of the good guys. This is it, episode 29, hit it. to you to come to those sort of that that list of revelations if you will.
1: Ooh, um how long did it take? Uh I would say 10 years. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, and, and again, you know, it, you're, you're you're I'm I'm always learning and yeah. I'm always, you know, every 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 I mean I I don't want to sound dramatic but you know if you're not learning in this business if you're if you're not a, if you're not making mistakes and learning from them you're really not doing this job very well so I mean and that's the thing I, I could easily I could have easily put maybe fifty mm-hmm. um, observations and I'm and if uh, you know in a month or so I could probably have another ten that I ten things that I just learned so um, and, and part of that is because you you really are running a business I mean there there's there's a writing element to it and there's getting better at that, which is, which is a whole, whole, whole territory. But then you are running a business. You are dealing with marketing. You're dealing with, uh, with accounting, you're dealing with paperwork and it's a whole. So every day there is something new. I mean, or, or just about every day. So yeah. So, uh, in 10 years I might have a thousand tips (laughs) then. So, but, uh, but Ten seemed like a good place to start, and those seemed like the things that really plagued me when i w when i was the- t- the ten things I wish i had kn- i had known when i started uh in two thousand and six
0: so what were the circumstances that pushed you towards this freelancing leap that you took ten years ago
1: uh that's that's a good question um all right. Well, I'll, I I don't know. Do you want the long story? Do you want the short story? It's it's
0: <laughs> it can I, go on. I, I, I love I love long stories. So okay, go yeah, for the uh-huh. origin story. <laughs> so
1: uh, all right. So I so uh, in two thousand in uh, in two thousand six November two thousand six I was working uh, at a company, uh, a trade magazine, a trade magazine publisher, and they're still in existence called uh, BRM Inc., which stands for Vitamin Retailer Magazine Inc. Uh, and I, I take I had, uh, I was an associate editor, uh, at the time I'd started off as, uh, an assistant editor in 2003 and, you know, and, and I'd been, you know, and this is in, in March of 2003. So I'd been there for almost four years and it was the kind of job, as I explained in the post that really it should have been a job that I was there at for maybe two years tops because it was a it was a job. It was and it was a it was a great job because you learned so much. I mean, you were thrown into the thick of things and you, you learned how to write long form or or longer stories. You learned how to deal with sources. You, you learned how to keep a schedule. A lot of a lot of valuable things um, that I think a lot of journalism students um, maybe don't learn the first time around. So I was at this job and year one was fine. Year two was OK. By the time I got to year three i was just i was burnt out. It was a lot of work it was an editorial staff of three putting out twenty eight issues a year um writing reporting and on top of that you know i'm doing administrative tasks i'm answering the phones i'm ordering office supplies hmm. it, it was a it was a gothic amount of work and and in and in and in and in, in, in doing the job i just felt i wasn't felt like i wasn't challenged and i felt i felt you know i, I i'm almost thirty. It is in 2006. And I, I don't, I, I feel like I'm leaving a lot on the table. I mean, I'm writing these stories and and they're, you know, it's, I'm not really learning anything new. I'm not challenging myself. I'm not, um, I'm not getting better. And there are so many things that I'm interested in that I'm not getting a chance to write about cause I'm working 10, 11 hour days. So, so it just, so I, so I, so I just started to get really depressed and I got, I started to get really out of it and I thought, you know, I, I have to make a change. So, it was it was a risk. And I decided, you know what, I, I have to freelance because I don't I don't want to wake up 10 years from now or five years from now and think, gee, you know, what could I have done? You know what? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I write this? So I don't know it's a very long winded answer, but it, but that it really was a matter of when it comes right down to it. I wasn't happy. Uh, and leaving seemed like the, the like the best chance to save myself and to do the kind of writing that I wasn't doing.
0: And uh, I think an important an important point you made in your in your blog post too was mm-hmm. as you decided to jump you put in your two weeks notice on the first of November, yep. you jumped in and freelance, but you also had the side gig of working at Borders as well, yep. which is I think real important to even even if you're even for people who who wanna do that, it's always good to have something steady on the side, whether it's working ten, twenty, thirty, it's some sometimes having that that sort of uh, a, a side gig of that nature that's steady, but also doesn't take up a whole lot of your sort of mental Ram as you're looking to do other projects. So I wonder like if you could speak to the importance of having that other side gig as well.
1: Oh, it was, it was, it was hugely important. And and you touched on, you touched on a lot on a lot of what made that important. Why, why it's important Um, from, from just the boring practical adult point of view it was health insurance. Um, Mm -hmm. it it was, which is very expensive and it's still expensive. So that was clutch to to get health insurance. It was important to get a steady source of income every, every month, uh, to pay the, to pay basic bills and to pay expenses because those don't go away. And you're right. It was great to go. It was, it it, it was really important to interact with other people and to, and, and to just be out in the world and not be confined to a desk or confined to a computer waiting for emails to come in. So it was fantastic. I I absolutely love working at borders because, because there were just so many characters there. And that's the Mm -hmm. thing too, like as a writer, you know, and and, and I don't care if you're writing novels or, or, or press releases or, or, uh, or article or, or, you know, articles on municipal meetings. I think every writer is fascinated by people and is fascinated by, by, just what happens? Uh, just what happens in the flow of life? And Borders was just was amazing. There were so many people there that were just. First of all, my coworkers were amazing, and they and I got exposed to different viewpoints, and I got exposed to different lifestyles. Uh, I met all sorts of people from different walks, walks of life: grandmothers, and hipsters, and hmm. and you know college students, and and folks like me that were just trying to make a buck, and they were all readers, and they were all passionate about reading. And, and that was inspiring, and it was great to work in a place where you were surrounded by where you, where you where you were surrounded by by books, and it was an impetus to read more. It was an impetus to to learn more, but just but just the da- but just the daily shot of humanity that that came through those doors was incredible. Like we had we had so many characters that would just. That were just it was like Cheers. They were right. (laughs) They would just come in. There was one guy that would just buy that would buy the same cup of. I would just buy would go in buy a cup of coffee. There were free refills. He would refill the cup of coffee and he would stay there for eight hours just wandering around the store, Um, (laughs) like that. There was that guy. I mean, there were there were and there were people there that were just really nice and just were. That's how they spent their days. But there were so many. It was such a a. It was such a. Sounds cliche, but it's such a melting pot that that really was just, that was such a, that was just such a breath of fresh air, especially after coming from a job where you were with the same five people day after day after day. And it, and it also made you want to, it also, it also was a nice break from writing. And it, and, you know, and, and it made, and also it, uh, it, it, it it kept you, it it kept me among the living. I don't know if that, I don't know if that makes any sense, but when you write, uh, and I've, I've been victim to this, I'm sure you have as well, you tend to get, caught up in the same routines you 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 get you get wrapped up in a story you get wrapped up in interviews you get wrapped up in just trying to keep things going that you forget that there's a whole world out there and and borders aside from providing me with income and friends who i still who i'm still in contact with and amazing stories and friendships it also got me outside, outside of the house. And that was, that was clutch. I mean, I'm not sure if I could, I'm not sure how, how, how long it would have lasted if I had just been chained to my desk for eight hours a day. It, it's, it's, it probably, it probably wouldn't have ended well. I probably wouldn't be talking to you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It it totally, it totally helps to get, it, like, it forces you out into the world in, in that sense, because it just kind of, it's real easy to get bogged down to be in the same corner in your apartment or your house. And it just, it does, it kind of, it sort of recharges you. I mean, it's not like (laughs) that, that ideal of, oh yeah, like my writing is supporting me a hundred percent. And it like, I think that's this gold standard that you think, you know, when you get into it, like, oh yeah, I want my, I want my writing and my words and everything and my pitches to, to sustain me. But it's in a lot of ways, like a side gig of this nature is almost it should almost be required required reading if you will to have that because it does it forces you to have to socialize which is so important just for mental
1: health absolutely right and and you also learn that there that there are people out in the world besides you you know we we especially with twitter and facebook and all this social media, it's so easy to get re- to sort of just get lost in your own little village that you cultivate and you, you're with people that, that think like you and 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 talk like you. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's 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 fantastic. But what but but you're right, going out and, and seeing other people, seeing seeing dealing with different people every day. It's it's a requ- I think it's definitely a requirement I, because you 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 learn that the world is not just you and your computer and your own thoughts. There are people that think differently than you. There are people that act differently than you, look differently than you. I mean, it's a it sounds very what I'm saying sounds very um, uh, elementary, but it you but it's so e- you you forget that so easily, especially if you're if you're if you're so wrapped up in your own little world with your projects and your and your and your gigs. So yeah, I and that's why now i try to get outside once a day i try to you know i'll go food shopping i'll go to the gym i'll uh because those things remind me that there's a larger world out there and you know it's it's not just it's not just you
0: and how many hours a week were you working at the borders oh wow i
1: was putting in i would say 40 hours a week i was putting yeah. in 40 hours a week and then writing when i could so i was pitching on on my off days and the thing is the off days were always um there's always at least one weekday so it was a Monday or a Tuesday so I would I was reviewing movies at the time so I'd go in and review movies I would work on pitches I would write stuff um, and uh and and then I, I would I would squeeze that in between between shifts of borders and um, yeah I it was funny it 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 didn't feel feel nearly as exhausting as it probably sounds because i felt like, cause i felt like I was doing this on my I, I felt like I was living on my own terms I was working on my own terms, and that was very energizing
0: you almost see like those jobs of that nature if you use a little sort of mental kung fu you can kind of trick yourself into thinking like well this is my th- these people are actually like paying me to write I'm just putting in a few I'll put a little time it's like a book advance it's like that yeah. that's the uh, you know those that's my Uh, They're giving me the permission. I just have to put in some time here and then I have to make some elsewhere. But it's like you figure that that's that's your revenue stream to really sort of fund what you really want to be doing.
1: No, absolutely right. And you and that and you and I still, you know, and you still. And I think and I think right. I think a lot of writers do that now. You know, there are things that they work on that they have to work on, uh, and you're you're thankful for the work, and you do the best job that you can. But you have those dream projects or you have those those passion projects that are filed away that you work on on your spare time. And you're absolutely right. It was the same thing here. You know, and and borders. It's a shame they closed because it, it was such. It was. I'm going to sound like I'm I'm, I'm borders PR. It, <laughs> It was, it was such, it was such a great, it was, it, that was probably the best non-writing job I've ever had. I mean, the, 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 hours were bonkers and the pay was not great, but they, they let you take out whatever books you want. They, they, you know, you could borrow magazines with impunity. You were dealing, you were, you were talking, you were working with people who were just like you, who love books, who love music, who love, who love movies. And it was, you know, you, you can't. You get you you get inspired working with people like that. You get inspired with people who work with passion, and that's and it doesn't matter if they if they're if they're bookstore employees or they're uh, uh, garbage men or whatever. I mean that that passion rubs off, and so it was it was I, I, I it was always fun to go to to go work at Borders. It was always fun, and then to come back and then to and then to write when you have the on the time off. It was it was glorious. I felt like I was stealing money and. Hmm. I, and I think that's that's sort of that that's sort of the 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 sign that you're doing that you're doing what you want to do is that you 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 say to yourself you're you're paying me for this like you're paying me to recommend book, to recommend books <laughs> and to flirt with customers at the register great yeah I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah and sand I'll I'll do that it's it was it, it was it was great and I actually wrote about it for Publishers Weekly I wrote about how working at a bookstore was a life changing experience and it really was and you know you. you you know you, you never know what paths work for you until you take them and i'm 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 glad i took that path i really am
0: i wonder why people aren't more inclined to if it, especially freelancers cuz i never really hear it very often hear them discuss the the side jobs or the menial jobs that help sort of fund what they really want to do even if they're doing really great work and it doesn't it doesn't pay for everything right away. It seems like there's this sort of, I don't know, a latent shame to have to admit you need a side job, and um, I'm it's it makes me happy to hear you talk so openly and candidly about and lovingly about the side job you needed to, when you were starting.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. I, I, the the fact that I got at the end of the day and, and even now where, where you know i think if you look at twitter and you look at linkedin and you look at all the all the venues that writers use to promote their work they're always promoting the stuff that they are most proud of which they should but if you look at, if you look at my twitter feed you would think that the only things i write are you know are are or for big time pub or for or for publications that deal with basketball or or let me let me rephrase that if someone like I, I've written for the New York times, I've written for Grantland and I've promoted those things like to the hilt, yeah. but I'm not, but I'm not promoting like the advertorials that I write and the, 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 the gig that I just did um, copy editing a directory for hospitals in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, it's ever, I think a lot of writers have stuff that they, the, the stuff that writers promote is the stuff that they want to be known by, which is great. But there is, I'm willing to bet there are a lot of writers like me like me who have a ton of stuff that they just don't really talk about because it's very utilitarian it just gets you from point a to point b but that but but there's nothing wrong with that because it's all writing you know like it's all it's better than digging ditches it's better than than working in an office answering phones in my mind like you know, it's all part of the same sandbox. Sometimes the sandbox has more toys in it. Sometimes there's a slide. Sometimes, you know, there's, you know, there are more kids in the sandbox and you're all playing together, but you're still playing. Like if I, if writing a business profile or or writing a, a corporate newsletter, that's all, it's all, it all stems from the same joy, you know? And, and you just have to, you have to just remind yourself that, yeah, you know, I'm doing what I love. It's not, it's, it's not, the ideal thing—it's not a, a profile or an interview with for some fancy glossy, but it's it's still writing. It's still the thing that you love. So that kind of, that 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 I think a lot of I I would like to think a lot of writers like me, and they use that they take that germ of love and they they carry it with them with every project that they do.
0: Mm. And I wonder when you were first starting too, like how did you or what was the conversation you were having with yourself that gave yourself permission. To do what you're doing, to to
1: to leave the job or just to do this whole borders journalism. I guess, uh, I, guess
0: I guess both. Like, what was that conversation like? Because oh, you had grown accustomed, yeah. you know, four years at a at a place, you'd grown accustomed to a certain, um, I don't know, a certain stasis, and. Yes. Um, you know, at some point or another, you do. There, there's the conversation of giving yourself the permission to do what you really want to do, and some people <laughs> resist that, and other people dive in. I wonder what that dialogue was like for you. What there there
1: was, um, it took me a long, long, long time to to re, to, to have that honest, to have that honest conversation with myself. And I'll tell you what: who really prompted that? Who really got me? What really got me thinking about that was was talking to my dad. Um, my dad is my dad isn't someone who kind of makes big gestures or doesn't really talk a lot about, you know, he's he's very much a, a he, he'll he'll like, I know what your parents are like. But my dad was always the kind of person where, you know, he'll 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 give you a hand if you're in trouble, but he'll he'll let you do your thing and make your mistakes and learn from them. Mm-hmm. So right a, a couple of months before I quit VRM, uh, my dad uh, called me and said, hey, you know, I want to meet I want to meet with you for dinner. Which was unusual because my dad never does that. <laughs> so, so I, I meet him at a, I meet him at a at a diner that's that's near where he lives and where my parents live, and we're we're sitting down, we exchange pleasantries, and he very bluntly tells me, "Look, you know, you have to do something. You're you're miserable. You're making everyone around you miserable. <laughs> you you have to do something. You you can't you can't keep doing this." And that was a that was a that was a turning point because when somebody who by nature doesn't say stuff like that says something to you, addresses you directly and says, look, get your head out of your ass and and do something, you take note. And my brother too, my brother, Dave, who's actually uh, an editor at Mad Magazine, he, um, he was always on me to quit. And he was always saying, you know, look, I'll lend you money. I'll do, you you know, I'll, whatever you can do, I'll help you. And, I had people, I, it took a long, it took a long time. Um, it took, it took those, it took my dad, it took my brother, it took friends to just sort of tell me, look, you know, you're just, you're just not, you're just, you're not happy for me to realize that. And then there were a number of instances at work where I just realized, and it's funny, there were a couple of, there were a few instances at work that all sort of happened in a row. Um, and one of them was the editor asking me to get coffee for, some 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 people who were some some clients who were visiting like i'm the associate editor of a magazine i have i have, edli- I have deadlines to meet i'm getting coffee mm-hmm. that like that kind of moment along with those the conversation with my dad my my brother keep keeping that voice in my ear that really made me think look you know it, it's just not this is just not a, a path worth following because you know you're you're just you're you're not fulfilling your potential and you're not you're not happy and but it took a long time because you you get used to certain things you get used to two weeks vacation you get used to a steady paycheck you get used to going in and doing the same thing every day and 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 not and they' and not having to face surprises and um so yeah it was it was a long it was a long conversation with myself it was a long conversation that others had with me <laughs> and but if but it, it all it all just clicked in and as i said there were a number of instances at work all within the same month where man just people were where you just where you know there was the, the coffee incident as i call it uh, <laughs> there was um you know my editor lashing out at me for no real reason or rather the my boss lashing at me for no real reason uh and just me realizing, like, look, this is—I've reached the end of the road here. There, there's nowhere else I can go, so it's time to to forge my own path.
0: It's funny you brought up how your how your father said you're you're miserable and you're making everyone else yes. miserable around you because <laughs> uh, I I don't know if you listened to um, the moment with Brian Koppelman at all. Um, no,
1: that's the thing I need to check out because I. I, I... I have a lot of respect for that guy. He's a, he's a, he's really sharp.
0: Yeah. He's sharp. He's just a real champion for, for artists and people who are trying to get over that fear and resistance to go from zero to one in a, and, uh, but he, in a lot of his early episodes and he, it always kind of crops up here and there cause uh, he was experiencing this and living it. He was about mm-hmm. 30 also when he first started writing and uh, wrote rounders with his, yeah. uh, with his partner. And, um, but what he said is, like, if you're not, like, in some ways expressing that sort of creative itch, like, you're going to become toxic to yourself and others. Yeah. Oh, like, definitely. It, it just, it's just, a, it's a venom that it just will just get to the heart if you don't find a way to get that done. And, it, like, you're living proof of that just by what you were saying. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, it was, you're, he's absolutely right. And that's a really, that's a really good point. Yeah, I mean, you're there's no way I'm talking to you. There's no way that I'm, I'm writing where I've written or, or, or or what I'm doing now. If, if I didn't get that, if I didn't purge myself of, 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 of that job. And it's, and this is not to speak ill of VRM. It's not to speak ill of the people there. It was just time. I I had spent way too much time there and it was time for me to go. And it was, and the job was was affecting me, and it was affecting me in a, in a in a toxic way, um, because of time, because of, um, and I think because I just I knew deep down that there was more to what I could do than what I was doing, and um, but you're absolutely right. It, 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 it's there is never in the ten years I've been I've been doing I've been freelancing, I've never had a moment where I felt I don't want to do this. I've never had a moment where I thought, gee, I really wish I were doing something else. Or pursuing another line of work, I've I, I, you know it's I've never I've, I've never felt that way. I'll, I'll give you another example. If I'm if I'm rambling, please forgive me. No, no, go on. This is great. One of the one of the one of the signs I knew things were really bad was I my, I had a condo that was ten minutes from where the offices were, and I knew things were really truly bad when I was getting up at eight forty-five in the morning. Throwing on whatever clothes I could find giving my, my teeth a cursor a a, a a barely a brushing and heading out the door Like leaving like leaving the apartment at eight fifty five to get there by 9 Because I just didn't want to go in and I've never had a moment like that in the 10 years that I've freelanced. I've never had a moment of dread it, It's but but when when I when I was working at VR near the end, I felt like that was just a recurring a recurring thing and um yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. I mean, I, 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 not once do I think, Oh gee, I'm, I'm, I really should be, you know, learning air conditioning repair or learning how to drive a big rig. I'm, I'm just, I'm really happy doing what
0: I'm doing. That's great. Um, what were those first months, uh, first weeks and months like when you started freelancing?
1: It it just, it felt real. You know what it felt like? It felt like, getting your driver's license for the first time and someone gives you the keys to the keys of the car and just says drive. That's mm-hmm. what it felt. It felt like I, I just had all this freedom and I, I felt, I felt, I felt paroled. Um, it was, <laughs> it was, it was great. And, and you know, it, it, it was, um, I, I wasn't really scared. I wasn't, I wasn't nervous. I felt, I just felt, I felt paroled. I felt free. And it was great to sort of just it was it was like being it was like being stuck in a, ma- in a in a bad marriage and then divorced and going on the single scene and just like, oh, there's so many options. And it was <laughs> it was it was wonderful. Like it was it was such it was such a thrill to just sort of be able to try new things and and, and pitch to different places. And it, it just felt it just felt really, really liberating. And and but, yeah, that was it was just I look back at it now. It really was a special time. It was it was. It was it was just something. The be- that's the best way I can put it. It just it felt really really liberating, and um, I'm not sure if I've ever if I if I felt that way since. Nor should I, because you know it's the first time. You know you're not you're not you're not going to have that feeling every day. So, right. but yeah, li- liberating.
0: There's this sliding scale thing. So like when you were yeah. first starting, of course, like you had like 40 hours of borders, and you squeeze in your. You have the writing around that, and then over time, it's like you're able to maybe like scale back some of that borders work, and then you're upping the writing stuff, the writing uh, to fill up some of the time. And I wonder, like, when did those two, those two spots along that spectrum get really get real close, and then when did the one surpass the other?
1: Okay, uh, that's a good question. Uh, what happened was it's, it's fine this is where uh, there there should be another blog post on this cuz it it this is the story kind of takes a turn um <laughs> when <laughs> um let's see i was working the border this is i'd say around 2 around, around may 2008 is when um is when it really kind of changed because what happened was i the, the borders had closed um and i was writing more i was i'd gotten a few uh, a few uh a few more gigs here and there i was busy writing or busier writing and i was working at, i was working at barnes and noble in the uh, uh, about 10 minutes from my house just working in the back room which was great oh that was so much fun just unloading boxes and, and putting shelving stuff the guy, the guys in the back room were just were just the best and it was just it was so much fun to hang out with them um so i was enjoying myself there and then a friend of mine who worked at uh barnes Noble for a division called Quamet, which came, which came out with a series of um, of uh, instructional guides like how to laminate how to guides. She reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know, there's we're hiring somebody for to be like an assistant editor there on a for a freelance on a freelance basis. Would you be interested? The full-time it's a it's a year-long job. Would you be interested in that?" I said, "Yeah, great. I'm 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 totally down." So I interviewed for it, I got the position, and then that's when I left Retail and started writing full time. Um, (laughs) Of of course, what I what what the 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 funny well, now it's funny. Back then it was not funny. Was the getting that my getting the job coincided right with the Great Recession of two thousand and eight. So, a twelve month job became a three month job. (laughs) <laughs> and then that was a whole other uh <laughs> that was a whole other story <laughs> but uh wow. but yeah that's, but 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 from that point on i just i decided you know i was i was writing um i was writing or at least trying to write yeah
0: how did you weather that uh that little storm there of uh, thinking that you had the 12-month gig that it kind of got reduced down by 75 percent
1: uh poorly i'll be honest <laughs> with you. Poorly. Um, You know, and this is one thing I learned, and I'll put this. I'll put this down in the next. The the next, if 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 the public wants to endure another one of these uh, how-to lists, um, I panicked. What happened was the job went to came to a close. Um, I lost two other really, uh, really dependable freelance gigs in that same time, and you know, I I I panicked. I, I what what happened was I was out of there. Really, wasn't any there really wasn't anything happening for like nine months. So I was, Oh man, like I was, I was applying online for stuff all the time, full time jobs, freelance jobs. Then at one point I'd say about eight months in, I just decided, I just said, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to go freelance. I'm going to freelance all the way. And then I got a job. It was a terrible job, but it was, it was, it was, it paid. um, as a community editor for three, uh, as a, I'm sorry, as an editor for three community magazines in central Jersey. So that held me over. But th- those, those, those nine months were really bad because I just, I, I, I didn't know, I, I didn't know how to look for, I didn't know how to, how to get work in that situation. I was looking at online ads all the time and that was a mistake. I should have been reaching out more personally. I should have been writing more pitch letters Um, and yeah, and I I learned, I learned from that experience, just not to panic, you know, just to stay the course, take a step back, see what needs to get done and just, you know, take it step step by step. But I think like everybody else, I was just overwhelmed and, um, I, I did not handle it well, not at all. Mm -hmm. Um, not, it was not, it was not, it was not a good stretch, but, um, but you know, I, but my family helped me out. Um, my wife, my now wife was extremely supportive at the time. (laughs) Um, because I'm not sure many, many people would date somebody who had, you know, zero career prospects and whose, you know, whose whose bank account was just, you know, close to zero. So it was, uh, it was not a good time, but I, I learned a lot from it
0: for yeah. sure. Uh, what was your, when things are really humming for you, like what is, um, what is your like your query routine or your pitch routine like how many are you crafting at a time sending out per day or per week or uh, what's that routine like for you
1: it varies I would say about two to th- I would say uh, on a good week two to three um, and they're always one like I'm looking at my board right now I have a giant board uh, that I-, I have I keep track of everything uh, right now I have-, I have about five or six pitches out right now there's a pitch that I'm gonna send out um, uh, pitch that I'm going to send out, uh, probably once I'm done with uh, talking to you, whenever that is. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'd say about two to three pitches, pitches or queries a week. Um, and it can be anywhere from just a, a pitch letter, a simple pitch letter, typical pitch letter to reaching out to one an editor I know and just sending a two sentence email like, Hey, I've I have an idea for this and, um, going from there. And that's the fun, that's the fun part now is that as you get to know editors, the querying process is less daunting you know you can just I can just write to an editor to my editor let's say by sports or, uh, or or hoop or wherever and just say hey I have an idea to do this and the editor says yes or no and then you're on to the next thing so mm. yeah I'd say two to three a week is a, is a two to three a week um, more if I can because you know you always want to you always want to keep irons in the fire
0: yeah what does that board look like how, how big is this uh, this draft board oh, if that, you will it was- what is
1: this board is oh my goodness like a it's uh, it's a it's a dry erase board i would say it is two feet long by a foot high and i have it i have it just it's in categories uh it, it's something else like there's there's stuff it's organized into places i can pitch um that, that where editors will i know that editors won't kick me to the curb or ask who the hell are you um <laughs> there is a section that's devoted to deadlines, um, four or five deadlines at a time, uh, when they're due. So I can see them. There are pitches that are in the, I have a, an area that's devoted to pitches, pitches that I'm monitoring. And right now there are about, I'd say a dozen, uh, there are plans for 2016. And then there's also a giant list. I'd say of 60, 65 ideas that I have that I want to write about at some point. Um, and, they're just it's in my like childish scrawl like there's just some them i can't even read it it's just you know it'll be a word like you know sisters and then i have to figure out like what the what the heck that means <laughs> um but yeah it's 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 uh it's it's a it's a big board i used to yeah it's just it's just easier to me to to look at everything that way it's easier to keep track
0: do you color code Thing, so oh, it's easy um, to look at at a glance <laughs>
1: yeah I'm a, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a color code fiend like i'm I also a daily planner uh, a monthly planner planner and that's color-coded um yeah i mean it's it's it's, it's insane like I, it's you know it's it's there's there's five there's like there's like five or six colors involved it's you, you look you would take a look at it and think i'm nuts because it's just oh like deadlines have a color pitches have a color it's it's yeah, it's 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 arts and crafts time over here. It's it's something. It's something else.
0: <laughs> it, it's tremendously helpful to see at a glance. Like you can see if you have. I don't know how. You, like if your deadline color is like red or something. Like you could just look at a glance and see like blood on your <laughs> on your calendar. <laughs> I, and be like, oh man, I better uh, I better step up my game right now. Things are things are getting <laughs> urgent. I, I go for a more soothing color. I go with I go with pink. All right. Uh, Pink, I, don't, I don't know why pink
1: became the de facto deadline color it just did um, uh, phone conversations are, are orange uh, if I'm going out to if I'm going out for uh, to interview somebody or if I'm going out somewhere that's yellow uh, purple is pitch is a pitch it, it's um it's something else. Like I, you know, I, it's, yeah, I, I don't there, but there's no red. I, I use red to cross out the days. Like that's, mm-hmm. I, that's to me, that's like the, like the conqueror, like, ah, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> we've mowed down another day. Let's go to the next thing. So, it, so yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a color, I'm a big color coding guy. It's, it's, and really with freelancing, it's to me, it's, it's a lot of it is organization, you know, just um, keeping track of things and, and, and just, keeping keeping an eye on when to reach out to people and and, and when it's you're, you're spinning plates i think you know that's that's what that's what this is you know there are 10 plates that need to be spun and you're doing your best not to not to have a plate drop
0: and shatter so <laughs> are, are most of your stories died do you do a lot of your features and stuff like over, over the phone or are you able to, are you one of these guys who's able, or are you able to, to travel a lot too, or do you uh, keep a pretty much a home base? And
1: Yeah, it's a home base, but the, the, yeah, it's a home base. And I, and I, and I'll let me be clear. I wish it weren't. Um, I, I think it's always better to do stories in person because uh, you get so much more color that way. Um, so I, I, so if I, if I can, I want to try and go out and, interview somebody at home. But again, a lot of my stuff is for national publications or 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 websites that have scope. So, yeah, I mean, I can't, you know, in Ithaca, there isn't a lot going on around here. So, <laughs> a lot of it is phone, but I, I try to go out and, 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 and do on-the-scene reporting when it's possible. I mean, I did something for the New York Times uh, a couple months ago on uh, Ted G. Newell's the San Diego Chicken. And um, that, you know, so I, I flew out to uh, Des Moines, Iowa, for that. And that oh, was, and that made the story so much better. I mean, but when you but when you do stories on the phone, the key that I found is to interview as many people as humanly possible so you can get the color that so you can get so you so you can get the color because yeah, other people yeah. can, can fill in the blanks, they can tell you things because if you talk to one person or two people or three people, you're you're not you're you're not going to get that that you're not going to get that that feel, that personal feel. So so when i do when i do phone when i do um stories uh that are uh, multi-source over the phone i'm calling as many people as i can uh it just makes a story i think the stories the story, and i think the stories are better for it
0: right and usually like when you're talking to talking to a source for a story of that nature when you're done do you usually just ask them be like hey who else should i speak to about this just to oh, maybe yeah. get an extra domino
1: oh absolutely yeah oh yeah i think i think that's that's that, that's my that's my that's my standard that that's on the that's that's my standard operating uh, that, that's how that's, that's how I end every phone conversation with hey who else could I talk to you know I'm trying to because again if you're if you're curious and you're genuine and you and you're and you want to know more about the subject people will volunteer a source you know they because they want the story they want the story to be true they want it to stand out um, so I mean so yeah, I mean, and that and that works ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, I, and I and every story that I've written that I'm proud of has that element of of someone else of of someone else saying, yeah, you know, try try this person, try that person, and 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 you know, and you yeah, you eventually you when when the, when the names start repeating, that's when you stop. That's when you kind of know you you've you've made the round, so to speak.
0: What does your your maybe the first hour to two hours of your day look like as you're as you're gearing up and yeah, as you wake up and get going
1: yeah i mean typically what i what i, what I do is i'm up it's it's really going to change because my wife my my wife and i are expecting uh uh my wife is due uh to give birth to our daughter in oh boy uh <laughs> <laughs> the, the sunday for thanksgiving so this so this routine may be completely different by the time this uh this podcast runs yeah um, congratulations happened- by the way Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're we're thrilled.
0: Um, is it your first first, yeah, it's
1: our first, it's our first, yeah. So it's uh, so yeah, the, it's going to be real interesting to see how this routine. It. It's just going to be. It's it's. I think it's going to be pell mell for the first <laughs> eighteen years. Um, so what? So typically, what I like to do is I, I get up with my wife um, because she's uh, she's a professor at, at Ithaca College, so her day starts early. So I'm usually up with her around seven. We have breakfast. We talk about. We talk about our day or what we want to do, you know, just basic stuff. Like, okay, well, I'll get this, you get that. Uh, then I go downstairs to my office. I have a, um, we have a finished basement uh, in our house, which is devoted to my office, which is great. It's, it's huge. It's more than I deserve. So, um, and typically what I what I'll do is I'll answer emails. I'll check job sites. I'll check Twitter. Uh, you know, I I, 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 there's a routine that, you know, that's what I'll do. I'll, Look, at, I'll look at my schedule, see what has to be done. I might do a little bit of writing. Uh, I might, uh, I might send out a pitch. But th- those first, but you're right. Those first, that first hour or two, you really does, really does uh, affect the rest of the day. I think if you have a, a good first hour, the rest of the day is is terrific. If, if if it's a bad first hour, it's the day is pretty much hot garbage. I I, I don't know why that is, but. Um, but it's important for freelancers. I think for anyone who's starting for who's starting to freelance to realize like, that's okay. Like if you have a bad day, if you have a day where you don't get half the stuff done, it's okay. You, you, you're there's tomorrow you have, you have, you're being a freelancer and, and is having, is, is having flexibility. So maybe the first, maybe Monday was bad, but okay, maybe Monday night will be better. Maybe you have some time to carve out to send some emails or to, or to, or to write a pitch. So it's important not to get down about how the, how that, how those first, how, how the day ends up because, you know, you can, cause every time that you, you know, when you rue like, Oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. You can't, you can't get it back. So you, you, you pack up, you, you think about what you need to do for tomorrow and you get it done the next day. You just, you just can't do it every day. You have to just give yourself that mulligan and then start fresh tomorrow.
0: So how do you balance say like high the more high churn low pay work with stuff that might pay better but like takes more time to work on
1: um the key to that is I think is is starting that is starting the passionate work early mm-hmm. so that it doesn't it doesn't so you're not so you're not it doesn't be, so it doesn't become super inconvenient like I'll give you an example um, I wrote a piece for Rolling Stone on um, on Salem sportswear, which was this, um, this really innovative, uh, very stylish, uh, uh, sports uh, apparel company that came out that was big in the eighties. And they sort of really redefined how the NBA marketed itself in terms of individuals. They were big on caricature shirts where you had, you know, let's say Isaiah Thomas and, you know, it was just Isaiah Thomas and a big head and dribbling a basketball. It was I mean, it was just it really revolutionized how um really revolutionized sports apparel made it more personal um so with that story i started that i pitched the rolling stone they accepted it and i think i i think i started it in february and i don't think it ran until may or yeah so i worked so i typically work on this stuff like months in advance because that way you can work on it in dribs and drabs and then it and then you can do the high priority uh you can do the higher priority stuff uh, more easily. So, let's say, for example, I have um, a corporate uh, a corporate uh, client that needs an article done on Tuesday. Like, I can work on that while making the phone calls for the story, reporting, doing all the things that need to be done. Um, it, it's it's easier to manage. So, the key is to just start the the passion to stuff. Give yourself a lot of lead time. That way, you have the time. You have the chance to to make it right. And also when, when it's a slow period, you can work on that low priority stuff. So it, it really is a balancing act. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I try to do. I try and just give myself a ton of time that I can make all those phone calls. I can do all the edits and I can do that while working on the, on the higher, on the higher priority stuff.
0: What are some other, other gigs that people might not necessarily think of when they think freelance writing or freelance journalism?
1: That's a good question. Um, and that's something that I think I, i that's something that I think a lot of people um, fall prey to. Like they're they're and you know, they're so they, they really want to focus on their interests, which is great. They should. That's why you get into freelancing. You know, I don't think anyone is getting into freelancing due to the same work they were doing before. Um, so yeah, but there, there is this, there is this um, trap where you w- only want to write film stuff or environmental stuff or, you know, and then you, you, and then by doing, and that's, and then by doing that, you miss out on the stuff that you need to, keep your, keep your fingers flowing and to put money in your pocket. So, and, and there are some, and there, and there are some great places to start. Like oh, college magazines are always great. Um, I think that's a really, that's really an untapped market. Um, and I've, I've done some writing for a few of them. Let's see. There's that. Um, let's see, that's a, that's always a big one. I would, I also local mag, local magazines, local, like A&E magazines there are a ton of them, like in the city near you. Like if you go, I I remember going into Princeton, which is probably the the coolest city near East Brunswick and grabbing, you know, every weekly free weekly that was I could find and came across one that I'm still writing for now, uh, which is Icon, which is based in New Hope. Um, And I've been writing for them for, God, 10 years now. So local, local, local publications, even newspapers, newspapers. uh, uh and, and, you know, if you're into arts and entertainment writing, there's always free weekly, weeklies like that. College magazines are really good. Um, another thing to do, and this is going to sound really rudimentary, is instead of throwing out the phone book, go into the yellow. Keep the phone book. Go into the yellow pages and look to see what publishers are in the area, what what magazines are in the area. Because I found a gig in Ithaca, which is where I am now, by doing just that. You know, oh, this is a what's momentum public what's momentum publishing oh they're cool so i wrote a wrote a letter to the editor there and i'm writing for, i've been writing for them for about 6 months so so I'm, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else i mean job also going on job boards going on places like journalism jobs freelance, freelance writing gigs um craigslist is also good if you can smell out the scams and there are plenty of them oh brother there's so <laughs> many of them so you just so and it's, and also just word of mouth telling people like hey i'm writing hey i'm doing i'm freelancing now it, it, you know not, not just um, you know p- p- not just uh, people that you've worked with but family and friends you know you never you never know when something comes up so those are a few avenues and i'm sure i'm forgetting some but but those are those are four or five really good starts you have to just mix it up you can't just rely on one thing because you're never going to find work just going down one road you have to use five or six it's like a quarterback reading like reading routes like okay mm-hmm. well this the first rec- wide receiver is covered okay well, where's my secondary you have to know you have to know where each receiver is on is is on the field
0: yeah yeah that's a, that's a really good point now uh, i i wonder too like what um as i you know i'll uh, as you kind of wrap things up because i, I want to be yeah. respectful of your time no um, i have
1: plenty of time. whatever you need to ask me i'm here
0: cool cool well let me uh, let me ask you like what is your um, your proudest moment so far as a as a freelance writer it just maybe that one that that first big byline or just or is one that really you you really hang your hat on like what what makes you smile when you reflect on that in 2013, I wrote getting into Grantland, writing for Grantland. I know it's it's it's
1: I know it's not it's 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 a shame that website is gone because that was such that was such a great website and you could just get everything there, and and the talent level was just through the roof. And writing for Grantland, writing a like a 2,500 word feature, getting it published, and then seeing that I'm with like West, you know, being on the same just in the same site with like. Jonathan Abrams and Wesley Morris and, um y- you know, Andy Greenwald the, and yeah, all, all this, these guys. Yeah, it was like, it was it was like what the what the hell am I doing here? Like what is this is <laughs> like you know, it's it's like you know it's it was like what it's like what what planet is this? Why do, how do I how do I and it was just it was one of those and, it was, and that was the more I felt like yeah I, I I I can run with these guys. I mean I may not, I may not get into every play but. I can run on, I can run with these guys and I can, I can do work that I'm, I, I can do good work at the, at the best places. And, and that was one of those moments that was just, that really just, that really made me that I'm probably proudest of was just the, the first big feature I had done was, was for Grantland and, and just getting in there and, and just seeing it on the site and, and, and the feedback it was, that was amazing. And, and that was a, that was a feeling that I, I want to, uh, and that's a feeling you hold on to because it's it's it was just it was just it was it was it was incredible. I, I had no, you know, I, and then you know a few months later, getting in the Times, getting in the New York Times, getting a, like the the front page of the sports section on the Wednesday was wow. It, it was it was it was so gratifying because you you just because you don't you don't think I never thought I would be in the uh, in in these places. I never thought I would be writing for the times or, or, or writing for Bill Simmons's site. I mean, a guy that I used to waste my lunch hours reading. Cause he was, <laughs> cause he was like my only salvation. Like, Oh, Bill's writing. I can, let me read, you know, read, only He has to say, Oh man, this is, it was, it was, it was surreal. And, and, and that's the thing I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose that sense of wonder and that sense of just being genuinely touched by something like that. And, and even when, even when I write a story, I, I never want to lose that curiosity. I never want to lose that, that 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 thrill because it's when that gets old then maybe i should start looking for something else to do but it's it hasn't yet
0: oh that's wonderful i think that's a perfect place for us to end for end on end on right now pete um Mm -hmm. one last thing uh where can people find you online uh people can
1: find me online probably twitter is the best bet and Mm -hmm. that's just my name it's uh pete croato uh c-r-o-a two t's as in thomas o at pete croato and, um, I have a, I have a blog, you know, so I have, I have a, the, the, the link to my Tumblr is there and I update that occasionally at some point, at some point I hope to have a, a proper website with clips and a bio and, and contact information. But I, but, uh, but uh, yeah, right now the, the Twitter, Twitter is where I'm, I'm doing most of, uh, most of my business and, uh, i and i know i've had no problems there so yeah twitter's the best bet
0: fantastic well we'll have to uh, at some point or another uh when when the dust settles from you becoming a newly minted father uh we'll have to have maybe a round two where we talk about some of the other stories you've written um sure. instead of just this real granular talk on freelancing
1: <laughs> no i'd be happy to and if uh Hopefully I'll be more coherent the next time around. So, yeah. No,
0: this was this was incredibly (laughs) insightful and entertaining. And it's good for me to hear every now and again, because I just in this biz, as you know, sometimes it's easy to get bogged down and a bit demoralized. So like hearing you talk about it and your practice and how you've grown from zero to where you are now is uh, it's really it's really inspiring for me. And I know it'll be inspiring for anyone who chooses to spend spend an hour with us here hearing you talk about this stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm happy, I'm happy to. I mean, uh, Jeff Perlman says it, uh, says it best, you know, writers help writers. So I think, you know, and there are so many people who have helped me so many, you know, whether go, starting from journalism school, start, starting from uh college through my first jobs to even now writer writers help writers. So I'm happy. So if anything that I said that I say has helps anybody, that's, 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 that's fantastic. So I'm, I'm happy to do this.
0: Ah, uh, Fantastic. Well, th- thanks again, Pete. And we'll, uh, we'll certainly be in touch down the road. Thanks again for your time. You got it, Brendan. Take care. Thanks so much. You got it. Talk to you later.